four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm Tanner and joining me today is the demolition expert, Brock. Kaboom! The chief engineer, Eric. What's up? And the chef that knows the four basic food groups are beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard, Jake. <laughs> hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> How are we doing today, everybody? <laughs> I'm excited. I liked that good. intro. That was good. Thank you for letting me be cookie. Of Tanner. course. If our listeners couldn't tell, we are having an Atlantis episode today, and Jake does remind me of Cookie and the fact that he does have a giant tattoo of the United States on his torso. <laughs> Look at it dance. <laughs> hey, I, I guess I'm the guy who played Father Guido Sarducci. Yeah. yeah. There's something to that. <laughs> to answer your question, Tanner... I'm feeling great. It's daylight savings today. I love getting up without an extra hour of sleep. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Eric, it's these so episodes good. are supposed to be timeless. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are timeless. We lost an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think this is going to be a fun episode. I believe all of I know Tanner and I have done Atlantis themed pitches before. I feel like most of us have touched on it at least. It's one of our favorite movies. One of our uh, we feel least represented and underappreciated IPs in the uh, in the Disney parks. So this should this should be a good one. Right? This should be well, fun. I will touch on that. Is it's not popular. Our age group likes it, but that's about it. <laughs> I because I have talked to so many other people about the prospect of us doing an Atlantis episode or having Atlantis stuff in the park, and they're like, "Ugh, why?" <laughs> awesome, <laughs> setting us up for success. It's very much Disney's cult film. Uh, like, yeah. there's a couple of their movies that almost gained a cult following, um, but some of those have gotten like popular enough now like i'm thinking emperor's new groove wasn't initially popular right. but now it's pretty popular amongst disney fans Except uh, apart from eric but <laughs> it, atlantis is one of those that initially did not do well uh and has right. gained a cult following amongst our generation but not really a lot of other people right it hasn't the people i know people who are younger than us who don't like it and people who are older than us who don't like that it. being said <laughs> anyone who doesn't like it is incorrect <laughs> I believe this. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to attack our audience members, but you're wrong, and we hate you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of audience members, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Lauren Washburn listening out there. We tend to underplay the amount of people who listen and really focus on uh, making fun of Jake and Brock for their mother who listens. Hello, Robin. We love you. By the way, Robin hates Atlantis. <laughs> I forgot it's that. It's like her least favorite Disney. I don't Robin, understand that, Mom. I'm sorry. You're incorrect. <laughs> this is not the hill to die on, Robin. But yes, so... <laughs> I promise I give a shout-out to Lord Washburn. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I got there. <laughs> and if you want a special shout-out, you can send us $10 to Main Street Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just stick it in the old U.S. mail with the uh, with the address yeah. Main Street Musings. They'll find us. Yeah, we prefer cash. Uh, if you have to do checks, make them out to cash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think on that note, are we ready to just dive into this? Huh? Sure. <laughs> dive. Should we board our submarine and and dive down into this pitch? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. So up first today, we have Mr. Jake Gabbert. All right. So my idea was I thought, well, I should say I love the exploration in this movie. 
You know, that that's just something I get behind. Exploring, obviously, I talk about the Society of Explorers and Adventurers a lot. I love that. So that's one of my favorite parts of this movie is where they're actually doing the Atlantis expedition, where they're going to Atlantis. So my pitch would be a dark ride of the process of getting to Atlantis, where you're going through all those caves and you have the the, uh, the sea monster and you have the part where they have to blow up the thing to make the bridge. And essentially, I would like to see that section of the movie as a dark ride. And the big climax would be at the end when you reach Atlantis. I'm thinking we would see Atlantis as it is at the end of the movie where everything has been like fixed again. Spoilers. Um, but that's something we can discuss. So that is my brief pitch. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like it. All right. So it looks like I'm up next. So I know we get a lot of flack for talking about gamifying things and um, all that drink. stuff. Yeah, Drink. Say, uh, this isn't the St. Patty's Day episode, so we're not going to tell people to drink too often. <laughs> um, oh, right. <laughs> but my pitch is, I don't know how many people, somewhere between like 8 to 12 people get in their own individual pod. It's called the Battle for Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> where you are fighting on either one side of the Atlanteans or you're fighting on the invading forces. Um, could be humans, could be something else. I don't know. It's not set in the like the mythos of the movie, necessarily. I mean, the, myth- the mythos, yes, but not the story. So you have two forces colliding at each other, one in like the steampunk kind of human vessels that they take down and one mm-hmm. in the more Atlantean kind of... Uh, fixtures there and it's like you're literally like like doing like a video game battle against each other um with like a full like you're in your pod is like a full 360 degree screen that you can kind of like move around in um and see all the way around you and as you're as you're shooting shooting your friends so just to clarify you you would be fighting against another team of guests yes Absolutely. Okay. Somewhere between, I think either I was thinking like four on four or five on five. Um, okay. And part of the experience, obviously, because it's Atlantis, is like in this little pod that you're thing. Like everything's underwater, and so you would use that the screens to to do a bunch of cool shit there. Um, okay. But yeah, the battle for Atlantis video game ride is my uh, all right is my pitch. Can't wait to blow up some kids. that's why i go to disney (laughs) (laughs) all right right. oh (laughs) what a what a formal and (laughs) helpful introduction there (laughs) (laughs) all right here's one hello good sir brock would you like to share today with us your pitch for an atlantis attraction Please, sir, we would love to hear See, it. See, that, that is the energy you need to be bringing every week, Eric. <laughs> all right. So I was thinking about all of the settings of the film. And I think my absolute favorite, like Jake said, my absolute favorite part of it is the exploration. Yeah. Um, and especially in the submarine, there is the giant incredible submarine that they build for the film uh you call it the ulysses and it has that incredible design that enormous atrium that globe shaped uh glass sphere and i thought it'd be really neat to have guests uh be able to eat uh make a restaurant within that sphere within the ulysses Mm -hmm. uh and it's kind of it's a bit of a dinner and a show kind of thing uh, as we board the Ulysses uh, and we have our lovely meal as we head down into the depths of the ocean toward Atlantis. So across that giant spherical glass room, we would be seeing a projected image, of course, uh, or perhaps LED screens. Uh, we would be heading down uh, through the depths. We would be encountering lots of, you know, fish, uh, wildlife, and eventually uh, one of the giant leviathans. As we get close to the end of our meal, we finally arrive at Atlantis, uh, and we get to see it in its splendor. Nice. Nice. I like that. Cool. I mean, good show, Brock. Excellent pitch, my <laughs> dear. 
Well done. <laughs> All right, next up to pitch their Atlantis podcast or their Atlantis attraction, we have the one, the only Tanner Costin. <sighs> I cannot wait to hear all about Tanner's new Atlantis podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... It's going to be good. It's going to be hard because all my recording equipment got kind of wet, but I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) 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 Okay, so my ride is a very altered version of what I had initially pitched in the Autopia without me having to uh, bend it around to make it work as an Autopia type replacement attraction because (laughs) I didn't super love the final version of that. That was an amalgamation mess that I pitched. Gotcha. So for this ride, we will still be boarding in Keytax, the small uh, stone glowing Atlantean vehicles, but we're going to be going through a now, it's still a thrilling dark ride, but it's going to actually be a trackless boat ride through Atlantis because I think being on water would give a cool effect to making us feel like we actually are underwater with uh, screens and show scenes as we explore the caverns. Uh, We go into a lot of the different glowing blue areas. We see Atlantis in its glory, and we, of course, have a face-off with the giant uh, guardian of Atlantis, the Leviathan, as we're racing around Mm -hmm. through all of these areas and I think that would be a really thrilling ride. So that's my pitch. Nice. Okay. I like it. Cool. Brock looks like really angry right now. No, no, I'm just I'm just tired. <laughs> when are you not? Good fing question, Jake. Because I'm waiting to find out the answer to that too. And with that good question, let's move into the question and answer portion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, questions and answers. Great segue, Brock. Q- Great segue. And, and, Thank you. Yeah, nicely done. So. So I have a question for I have, Oh, go for it, please. I have a want to hear what Eric's question is. <laughs> I have a question for Brock. Um, so with the idea, uh, I'm taking uh, with a dinner and a show, it would be everybody funnels in at once. And then to join the restaurant, and then there's like a line for like an is it like a scheduled event? I, I like uh, like the Golden Horseshoe Review or other like dinner theater style things, or are you milling about the people in and out of the restaurant and what's happening on the screen is sort of agnostic of that? I pictured it as a scheduled event just so that the arc of the journey kind of coincides with your time in the restaurant. Yeah. That being said, uh, that might be impractical. They could easily uh, change that so it's it's not that way where it's just you can mill in and out and the screen is agnostic like you said. I personally would prefer right. the, the original idea where you come in, uh, it's a group at once, they see this interesting thing. That way, we could ha- we could add animatronic elements of crew members, and we could make it a little bit more showy um, if it was sort of a scheduled thing. But if that isn't really what is going to work, that's fine as well. I I just I enjoy the idea of it being one event where there is an arc to the journey that you're on, as well as uh, as you go through your meal. Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. It just, you know, it changes my perception of it as a restaurant, right? I think uh, uh, so. It's 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 a dinner theater. It's not a restaurant. Yeah, technically. That being okay. said, the theatrical elements will be a little bit more atmospheric than a show, but I'm also fine with it being a show. I I just don't personally have. A concept for how we could really plot it out as a show. Get all of those really okay. like seem like they would be really grating if you had to deal with them in real life characters that are part of the expedition to come bother guests. Yeah, right. yeah, it could right. it could also literally be like a character meet and greet kind of yeah uh, dinner, which they do. That was actually my question was going to be how theatrical it was um, or if it was just going to be characters coming around. Because I think that would be definitely a good way to add to the atmosphere. Um, But then my follow up question is because you have like this show 
and you've mentioned the sub gets to Atlantis, and that's great. But you also mentioned encountering the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. And in the film, that is like the most terrifying moment, <laughs> and that is when the submarine gets destroyed and the crew all dies. Will that be featuring into our dining experience? <laughs> yeah, we all die. The room floods. <laughs> Every guest is murdered. I'm well, just saying. We be the main <laughs> no, I, I figured... I, I envisioned this. The Leviathan is kind of the guardian of Atlantis. I envisioned this to take place after the events of the film. Um, perhaps okay. they have learned a way to deal with the Leviathan or escape the Leviathan peaceably. Uh, the Leviathan, as the guardian of Atlantis, now knows that this vessel is not a threat to Atlantis. So uh, that that is how I envisioned it. It is a bit of a tense moment, of course, but more it's the okay. Leviathan goes by and everyone's like, to your stations, hopefully nothing happens this time, and then nothing happens this time. They say, hopefully all okay. of our friends don't die this time. Yeah. Well, there's like a memorial for all the yeah, kids. you're our friends <laughs> now. The they projected like... on the, under the window. <laughs> Takes... Okay. 20 minutes because like 200 people died. <laughs> so, Eric, I have some like, question for you. Okay. So, first, I want to ask were, Did you ever get a chance to go to Disney Quest at Walt Disney World? I did. It used to be a. Okay. So, do you recall in the basement of Disney Quest, there was my favorite attraction, which was the pirate game? Yeah. Is that the two story, the multi story thing? Or am I thinking of something else? Well, Disney Quest was like the four-story Disney arcade. Yeah. Big the, blue building. I can't say. So I'm thinking specifically of a game that was like three stories tall. I can't remember if that was at Disney Quest or at um, this place in Southern California. Anyway. I um, think that was at the other place. Yeah. it had, You were like, you could literally move up and down like a chain vertically and then oh, that's cool. that is cool. Stuff no, that's not like, what I'm talking yeah, about. It was <laughs> sweet. Anyways, go ahead, please. So this pirate game was, this was before VR, really. You would go into a room, they had several rooms and you would get a team of like four or five people and you would go into a room and this room looked like you were on a pirate ship and then all of the walls in the room were screen projections and one person had a steering wheel they would stand at and they would turn the wheel and the rest of your team would all be gunners and there was like five or six cannons around the room and you would run around to these cannons and you would fire them at we were being attacked by what were they like skeleton pirates yeah on other ships and this was just like on the screen so essentially it was a video game but it was cool because it was interactive and the ship would actually they had it sitting on these like sensors so like if you all ran to the right side it would actually list to the right side of the room and if you all ran to the left so it felt like you were floating um the reason i'm bringing this up is how similar would your experience be to that um so what I'm hearing, so that might have been introduced after the last time I went to Disney Quest, which would have been in like 2005 or six, 2004. Okay. That, that was the fir- the first time we were at Disney Quest was 2004, and it was okay. there. And it was there. We might have so, just not yeah. done it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it was right. in the it was in the lower <laughs> level. It wouldn't have been it that was hard to miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for for what I'm hearing about your description of the experience, you know, you're all in the same room together. Um, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of reliant on one person to turn your vehicle. I, there are certainly aesthetic Venn diagram overlaps. Um, yeah. And that's fine. Um, this would be individual pods with the same, uh, screen, uh, concept. I love the idea of it being able to move and stuff like a, like a full simulation, uh, pod. Yeah as well uh obviously you're in control of your own movement and your own gunning and you're against real people so i I feel like there's a pretty strong difference out there also in my head there's like people breaking out of the water too and flying up into the air but that's just we don't need to talk about that because i don't think it's realistic um not that this anything about this is realistic (laughs) i don't know Everything is weird. Time doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, I think while there are aesthetic overlaps, I think it's a pretty distinct experience. Okay. So, Tanner, for your ride, uh, how much of it is screens versus how much is animatronics and real sets? 
I was a little just unclear Mine on Mine would be mainly practical animatronics assisted by screens. So, like, the one okay, big sweet. mainly screen show scene that I wanted was potentially, like, diving under the water to give that effect from, okay. like, above land down underwater into cool. the caverns. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, are you thinking this might be kind of akin to... Pirates of the Caribbean, the Shanghai version. Yeah, that was the initial inspiration because that is also a trackless boat ride, and I like that effect right. to get us into Atlantis. Uh, but then from there, it would be very practical effects based with just some screens to assist and stuff. But I want to be able to like whip okay. these uh, little key tacks around, make them go fast and all around. It'll be fun. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, how many people do you envision on the key tacks? So, in the... Because uh, in the movie, those are typically one person vehicle. Or yeah, two. I, I looked it up. It said uh, it. two. Was, uh, the ones that we would probably design them off of are two-person seaters because they're just a little bit more of a comfortable riding thing instead of being in the full mo- motorcycle position. It's more like a car. Uh, but I would go okay. with uh, four uh, per, per vehicle just for like general uh, needing to okay. eat people <laughs> more than two might. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I have a question for Jake. Well, yeah. since you asked Brock about the millions of senseless deaths that happened aboard his journey. Your dark ride also <laughs> goes for through it. that scene of the movie, if I'm correct. So are we going to watch uh, innocent, probably underpaid workers die during your dark ride? Well, so my whole thing is I'm a little torn on whether or not to include the submarine because that almost seems like the vehicles are changing too much. So I would like to just have the land-based vehicles once they are done with the submarine. Um, but just in question of story, it's how do you get to that point? You know, you just show up at that point. So that's a little line tricky. That's why I wasn't horrific sure. crash and senseless death of millions of underpaid it could be. workers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could even set it outside of that particular event. And just feel like a lot of people are coming to Atlantis now that we know right. how to get there. <laughs> right. And we don't and this is talk how you get about there. the yeah. millions of people who died. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Yes. I would yeah. say what Eric no. just said. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I do envision this as the hill Tanner dies on for, for that particular. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, as one moment of, like, something going wrong, I think it would be cool to still include, what were they, like, like those bug things? Oh, yeah. That, like, flew out of that light mm-hmm. and, like, swarmed everybody. Yeah. I think that might be kind of cool to still include. So you have this moment of something's going wrong, something is, is scary, and we have to escape cool. from it. Right. I buy that. All right. Cool. Brock, what kind of food will your restaurant serve? Uh, so I figured a lot of seafood, um, but, yes, you know, standard Disney restaurant fare. Good food that is mm. also... Cookies for I was going to say, groups. I think you mean beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard will be what's <laughs> on the menu, Brock? I was about to say, but you could definitely have some dishes that are a play on that. Um, yeah. So, you know, whiskey fried perch or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Not that, but you know, something like that. A lard dessert. That's like actually just like ice cream. Lard with chocolate syrup on top. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there's some definitely fun stuff you could do on the menu. That's, you know, cookies, blah, da, da, uh, you know, Dr. Candies, whatever, uh, heart healthy. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, his candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so cool. I think there's a lot of fun liberties you could take with those dishes. I think that's something I'd like to discuss a little bit more if we end up talking about mine. A quick cool. question for Jake. Uh, where yeah. do you see your dark ride, you know, placed? Was that Like just, in the park? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was his answer. <laughs> I thought, yeah, me too. In the in park, park. douchebag. <laughs> okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, no, I was kind of thinking it might be good. For some reason, 
the only things that really were jumping at me, it's kind of like the steampunky vibe, but Tomorrowland doesn't fit. So I was wondering if maybe it could go somewhere in Epcot, but I don't know if that would work. I, I'm not sure. That's something I, I would kind of leave open to discussion, I think. I was actually thinking that we should all discuss that uh, question for our stuff because I think it's good to know. Uh, Eric, you're up. So I envisioned this one of two places. Uh, I know the Disney Quest doesn't exist anymore, right? No. No, it's gone. Yeah. So I either saw it in Tomorrowland um, or outside of the parks totally in, in like, uh, one of the Disney walks, um, or downtown Disney okay. as its cool. own, uh, okay. entity. Yeah. Uh, actually that Stormtrooper VR experience that apparently was awesome. That was in Disney. Yeah. Springs. The void. The void. So you could, yeah. And in Disney quest used to be in, in Disney Springs as well. So yeah, you could have it there for sure. And the NBA experience <laughs> that also closed. <laughs> How about you two? Uh, yeah, so like we talked about, I think uh, Tomorrowland would be a place for it. Or like Jake mentioned, uh, the New World Discovery uh, section of Epcot uh, with the remodel yeah. of it. I couldn't think of the name when I was or saying Or I was that. thinking <laughs> all the way in like uh, Tokyo for like Disney Sea uh, areas. I think it would fit in well with like Disney. Uh, yeah. uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea and a journey to the center of the earth. I think it would fit in there pretty well too. I always forget about that. You know, I just don't think about Disney sea, but yeah, that would fit any Atlanta stuff would fit perfectly over there because Atlantis is kind of supposed to be a throwback to Jules Verne's stories. Yeah. That was very intentional. So yeah, good idea, Tanner. Thanks. Brock broccoli. I'm not sure because the restaurant could really be anywhere. Yeah, Disney Sea works. Um, Tomorrowland works. I, I, I don't really have a great idea, but it's like all the things we were talking about with Atlantis, where Atlantis stuff works. I think it would go in the right. same places. Yeah. You know what? Uh, put it under the lake in um, Epcot. <laughs> it could be attached to Eric's hotel. Atlantis Hotel. Atlantis is the new uh, World Showcase Pavilion. (laughs) Honestly, my hotel would be perfect for that restaurant. It would be incredible. Yes. (laughs) But y'all were haters. (laughs) I mean, I was too, but... (laughs) All right. This is the part where we vote. Jake. Yes. Vote. I voted yes. Nice. (laughs) Um, all right. I really like all of these ideas. I think they all would work very well to um, bring Atlantis into the parks. I really like, Eric, how you were talking about having it not in the parks and instead having an attraction Disney Springs. I think that's interesting, and I think that's something we should discuss more on the podcast. That being said, I'm going to have to, what I think fits this r- movie best and what people who like this movie might want to ride the most. I'm going to go with Tanner's pitch of actually riding the Katax. Thanks, Jake. You're welcome, Tanner. Tanner, you up next. Yeah, no, honestly, great job, everybody. But I think I am going to have to go with uh, Jake's this time around. I like the idea of the thing. I think... Uh, I think we both just are kind of on, like, we want a dark ride type ride of Atlantis. So I'd be excited to talk about that. But they're all really great. You want to vote for my own, but I guess that won't happen. So, (laughs) Tanner. I like yours, too. Wow. I'm joking. I love all of them. I just want to eat at that restaurant. But, Tanner, I really like your pitch. Thank you. I I feel really good about it. <laughs> Especially with that glowing introduction. Yeah, I think an Atlantis Dark Ride is sweet. Um, I I like, uh, you know, how I said I was like coming in to guarantee and not tie. I'm like, maybe I should just tie so that the two of you can combine your pitches. Um, but I, I th- yeah, I'll go with T on this one. I think that's I think it's cool. I think that's a All right. a good way to to 
to get it, like 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 Jake said to get Atlanta's fans stoked about the experience. Yeah, the ten of us. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Tanner. Thank you, thank you. Uh, very excited to dive a little deeper into this uh, pitch. I'm glad I have some Atlantean experts on this podcast with me. All right, so we should. I think we've been going through a pretty basic pattern the last couple times we've discussed rides, starting with uh, our queue, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, we kind of discussed the outside and then queue, and we just kind of go in chronological order. That seems to yeah. be the, the neatest way to sum it up. So, what is the building? So, I am not married to this idea, but my initial thought was like, um, Milo has created like a underwater exploration institute of some sort that uh, we go to uh, and we can kind of see like okay. relics of Atlantis uh, that we're going to and then later as we prepare for our own expedition down uh, it, where where we would then board Ketax and uh, journey down after that. So that was my initial thought. But I also didn't know if maybe we just wanted to start in Atlantis so we don't have to deal with that bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> the outside was the thing I have had the hardest time thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea of it being his institution. Um, but the flip side would be we could just kind of make it look like the Atlantean caves. Yeah. And then the whole queue line would be like journeying through those caves and kind of like it would be kind of like my ride, but it would be my, my, my ride idea. But instead of being ride, that would be the queue line to your ride. Yeah, I like that, actually. I think that would be a fun way to get that kind of first chunk of the movie in there of it, because that is a cool world. <laughs> and I really like the idea. Yeah. And I like the idea of it being kind of dark and mysterious and a little scary. Mm hmm. But then at the end of this queue line is this beautiful, peaceful, joyous place of Atlantis. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so we can have, like, even, like, uh, screen effects of, like, some of those bugs maybe flying around. They don't maybe attack us, but we can, like, hear them and see them in the caves and stuff. Zipping right. around, I think, would be fun. And it's just yeah. dark and dank. Uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, and at one point it looks like you're going over that bridge, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and you see some of the, the art, Atlantean art. Maybe the closer you get, the more it, you start to kind of, it slowly you start seeing like their etchings in the walls and some of their sculptures and stuff. I think that would be really neat. Keep it from being too, like, dank. You could have, <laughs> like, some of that Atlantean blue glow like underneath the yeah. walkways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That sort of intensifies the further down you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. I would love for it to be dark and have like waterfalls and stuff and just, you know, a little scary, but in a good way. Yeah. Like you're going on an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that uh, can like all really the, uh, build anticipation. Yes, bro. Like the uh, Indiana Jones queue. It's, you know, right, going exactly. into these dark tunnels and yeah. And maybe just like I'm thinking about like details, maybe on the ground, you know, it's a concrete ground, but you can see like tire tracks in it, like from Mole's oh, yeah. uh, big drill, like when he drives that through. Yeah, I um, like that. I, maybe I like maybe that. at one point you walk through a section that's a perfectly round tunnel and you can see like the drill marks where that went through at <laughs> one point. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or may maybe at one point you walk past, um, I don't remember the character's name, so I'm going to say Father Guido. <laughs> you walk past. What's his name in the movie? Is it Vinny? Yeah. Okay, so you walk past some of Vinny's, like, explosives. There's just, like, boxes labeled, like, TNT, and they're, like, just very, like, haphazardly, like, placed, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, uh oh I don't want to stand here too long. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and you can do, like, some of those fun, even, like, the Indiana Jones ride, where, like, there's, like, interactive, like, touch things. Yeah. Uh, where, like, maybe oh, you can, yeah. like, push down on, like, one of, like, a TNT fuse box looking thing, and then, like, you hear somewhere, like, a... And then you can hear him, like, you can, maybe you hear him, like, oh, <laughs> like, that wasn't supposed to happen, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the perfect place to implement my favorite part of the Indiana Jones uh, 
line experience, which is like the uh, encrypted messages they have in like the writing. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. perfect. So you have like yeah an Atlantean like little alphabet book that you can put together. Yeah, like, and that's perfect and because like Milo was the only one in the movie who could read Atlantean. So maybe there's like a like a movie of him teaching us. Yeah, you know, and it could be like in Indiana Jones where it looks like he um, he's being projected onto the wall mm-hmm. or onto the screen by the old projector. We could have something like that, and it could be a projection of Milo just like on a loop, just like explaining Atlantean letters, mm-hmm. you know. And then you get your yeah, little and it, uh, card. Looks like he set it up there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, and you get the little card. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome that would idea. Like idea. The first that would probably be in like the first few like moments of the line right mm-hmm. like uh because that so that way we could keep the messages going the whole time right? yeah so yeah yeah i think that'd be sweet yeah and i think that's great i think that's kind of where you want your like video ex explanation of anything so it works to kind of be like set the theme of like here's what you're actually doing you know this is an atlantis right here's what you're doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like this a lot. This is, uh, I really like it way more than what I had. So, if you couldn't tell <laughs> by my impassioned description, <laughs> where I was like, and we do some shit. Now I'm very excited about this. It, yeah. I was having a hard time like connecting it to the part of the movie that I wanted to focus on. So, I'm glad. Thanks, guys. So, I actually, I don't want to, you know, take over your idea. But yes, so you do. We're sharing it say, now. Okay, just let me say what I had kind of envisioned, and maybe you'll agree. So in the movie, when they first come out of those tunnels, they are standing outside of the city, mm-hmm. and they have that great view where they're looking at it, and you see the waterfalls, and then at the end of the movie, those big giant guys are standing there now. Yeah. I think it would be really cool if that's where the queue line ended. And you have that amazing view looking at the city. And that's where you board your Katak, and maybe you take your Katak to the city. Yeah. Or Katak or whatever I think I it's like that. pronounced. I, I have no idea whether it's Katak or Katak. <laughs> I, okay. I, as a Don Atlantean. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Um, but. Well, I'm just. If we're looking at the city in the distance, and then yeah. we take it to the city, yeah, why wouldn't we just fly in a straight line? And therefore, why wouldn't this ride have to be right? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying that would be the ride. The ride would be exploring the city. You just quickly get across to the city, and then you're in the city to like explore. Yeah. And stuff. No, I get that. That you're quickly going to the city, but wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't that be like miles away? <laughs> No, I don't think so. It, it's it's imaginary, I, so, though, also. <laughs> what I'm saying is that way we're going to have to, because the city's in the distance, it's going to have to be a forced perspective thing, which means we're going to have to go through some kind of tunnel or something to get to the city instead right. of just flying out to the city. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, you wouldn't be just flying in a straight line. You'd be, like, going around, like, rocks and mountains and stuff. Yeah. That's literally all I was <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, you'd be like... <laughs> Good comment, Brock. Good comment, thank you. It wasn't clicking, because I think Good we were already Jake. on the same page with you. So, yeah. so it was like, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah just no, didn't no. It seem like you were, and yeah, I was confused. Uh, no, no, that's totally, we just weren't on the same, page, on the same page with it. <laughs> cool. I'm very proud of everybody for, for understanding each other, for taking the time to actively listen to each other. Thanks, so that man. we can communicate better as a group. <laughs> Eric, are you just concerned that Brock is going to compare somebody to Hitler again? Is that why you're... Okay. I did that? Yes. That does sound yes. like yeah. something I would I do. I just that. edited the episode. You 100% compared Tanner to Hitler. Well, it's not yeah. the first time. <laughs> See, Brock, no, this is the... Pr- you can't... It's Say 2021. That. You can't do that anymore. I'm just saying Tanner's also a failed artist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are getting on. Let's talk about the loading station. We're getting on the Katax. So Tanner, did you envision anything 
are they are all the Kataxes every single one different? Like in the movie, they're all different animals. I think yes. that could be cool. Yeah, I think that would be really fun. And then just one thing I want to get out. We can still talk about it more is I think it'd be really cool if like how like on uh, Peter Pan's flight, you have them like pretending to sprinkle the pixie dust and stuff. Yeah, I think it would be really cool if like uh, the cast member like put move the like twisted a key. Or, like, even the rider could twist, like, the stone, and then that's when it lights up blue. I actually had a thought. What if, so, like, you have to stick it in and turn it a quarter turn, and then you, like, put your hand on it. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome experience for the rider. But what if we could add, like, an extra level of magic where, and Disney would eat this up, where maybe they sell custom crystals in the gift shop? And if you brought your own, like, so, like, they have a standard one that, Mm -hmm. like, the ride guy can do for you, and then it lights up blue, and it goes. But what if you brought, you could buy your own crystal, and if you got on the ride and put it into the ride, what if it did something different? Like, if it lit up in a different color, or it just if it made something extra magical happen, and it's, like, your customized experience. The anti-capitalist in me just died. (laughs) (laughs) Just exploded. (laughs) Just hates... Everything you just said. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, I know, I had the same thought. Yeah. I was like, I hate that we would be altering the ride system for people who are willing to willing and able to spend more money, but also it's such a cool idea. Okay, so money aside, what do you guys think about that idea? I think it's a great idea. It's, no, a, it's cool a really idea. great idea, and you're yeah. right, Disney would eat that shit up immediately yeah because i the only reason i was thinking of like they would sell it in the gift shop is i can't think of another way to do it like disney is not just gonna have thousands of these crystals that they can give away on a daily basis like that wouldn't work the the closest thing that i could think of that isn't like buying your own specific one is you get to choose like out of four colors um okay and then that would be like the yeah, and then it, yeah, and then when you get back, you it's not yours to keep, but you get some sort Give of it cus- back. customization in it. Um, the, I, I mean, I I like keeping the idea as, as much as I give a shit like for being, <laughs> you know, we know, we yeah, know, you know. Um, I think you can. I think keeping that is totally fine, and I think it's really cool. Yeah. But also maybe okay. add free customization so that people who aren't as privileged to be able to buy it can feel like they have some control over their own experience. Right. To be fair, the neon blue is the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> I agreed. Right? <laughs> all right. So this was all a uh, riveting uh, <laughs> discussion. Uh, I think the key uh, thing that we just need to take away, regardless of what extras Disney adds onto it, is you turn the crystal and you put your hand on the thing and it lights up and that's a cool moment. And yes, then we right. are starting Good. the ride. So with this new version, I don't think we need to go underwater anymore, which is cool. Because like that was my initial right. one. I was like, we're going to be on top of it. And I kind of like that. We're just kind of there and doing it. And we don't have to worry about that change anymore. I think it would be cool to like start off, though, maybe flying through like a waterfall into our path that we're going so like there's a oh, big yeah. star be awesome. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like yeah, Jake cool. said, uh a lot of like going through different caves and caverns with lots of the blue light up stuff going on, I think would be cool. Lots of art statues uh to see as we're just kind of cruising around would be fun. Yeah. And making our way to the city. Yeah, and it would be cool to see, like, those big uh, stone masks, you know, floating above the city and, and spinning and, and the, the lights everywhere. And um, I think it might be cool to see, like, the throne room. That's a pretty cool room in the city. Yeah. Uh, if you, like, flew through there at one point. Mm-hmm. Just some ce- some iconic scenes from the movie. Yeah, for sure. I think you want to go through those. I think it would be cool to have, like, animatronics of other, like, Atlanteans racing around on key tacks on the sides, too, at different points. So you're, like, there's yeah. lots of movement all around, even if that means we do have to have, like, some screens above. So, like, there's people flying all around yeah. us. Yeah. Maybe at one point, you know, Milo or, or oh, I forget Yeah, we her can name. get some of the characters. The, the queen. 
uh, maybe they pop up Kita. next to us and kind of wait, Kita, say something or wave, and then they kind of fly away again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're just like, you're doing great for a first-timer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I think the big, like, thrill portion was I think we... No, it's just the way Tanner said that made it sound so patronizing. <laughs> oh yeah, you're doing great for a first timer. Yeah, those uh, <laughs> professor types are always a bit patronizing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, righty on, you're doing all right for your first time." That's my Milo impression now, <laughs> because Brock wants him to be formal. <laughs> It's Michael J. Fox. means a bad British accent. <laughs> He's not British. Yeah, but you want us to be more formal on the podcast, so I was trying to give you what you want. Why is well, formal thanks. a bad British accent? <laughs> because that's that how I did how it Tanner earlier. Has interpreted it. Because that's how okay. I did it earlier when I was giving him an introduction. Gotcha. So what was the big thrill part of the ride, Tanner? Uh, was maybe we go outside the bounds of the city. And that's where we encounter a giant Leviathan animatronic. Okay. Which is, I think, where we're trying to avoid that as it's a mixture of screens at first, maybe when we're seeing it, and like pieces of an animatronic. And then we see the big giant actual like show scene. Like a giant yeah. eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Because I also want to take advantage of like playing with speed on the ride. Yeah, possible. I agree. Like, a lot of it can be nice like a fun, just like cruise, like through stuff. But then, like, I think it'd be fun if all of a sudden you just like take off, jetting through, and you're like, yeah, flying around, racing around with pressure, and like obviously there'd be like music and stuff I'd like going on to kind of help tell the story as we're going through creating mm-hmm. a full atmosphere. Okay. So we're riding about on these key tacks. Um, Are we just learning how to ride? Are we fighting something? What's. Uh, It's mainly just we're exploring. uh, That's our way of uh, exploring the city. Kind of very similar to when uh, Milo first activates it and they're kind of just like taking it for a spin. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, we don't have to go to war. That's why, though, I wanted to add the Leviathan. And so there's at least like some like thrilling part since like Atlantis is like this adventure movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. to where I don't want to just be all relaxing. I think there has to be a scary moment, if you will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Agreed. Cool. I think it's sweet, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's my general outline and then like you'd go back to safety and end the ride in back in the city maybe that's where we land in the throne room areas like our ending reward for you survived this now you can go there and see and you're welcomed Mm -hmm. back by milo and kita and other characters cheering you on okay yeah yeah, because i think it's always good when you have characters cheering you on at the end yeah. 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 And then you go into a full on Atlantean gift shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you can buy crystals to make your next time on the Atlantis ride even all that more special. You're damn straight. <laughs> and you can buy. Uh, I mean, Eric, you just assumed that they're going to be like super high priced. We're in charge. They I was thinking be like, like $5. Dollars. <laughs> cool. Uh, no, but I, I think that's a. I am serious about the Atlantean, uh, you know, especially if that's how we want to end the ride with like a you have earned the right to like be this like inside part of Atlantis, like taking that uh, aesthetic idea and moving it into like the ending part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and exiting into something that is very specifically Atlantean. Mm-hmm. That could even right. be a great place for Brock's restaurant. Right. Yeah, I agree. So now let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So you exit Tanner, Tanner and Jake sort of co dark ride into an Atlantis complex that features both my video game and Brock's. You eat a meal. You you use Jake's dark ride to get to Tanner's dark ride, and then you eat Brock's meal, and then a character actor playing Cookie comes out and says. 
we're get we're under attack from so and so, and then we split off into teams as it's revealed half the diners are traitors. <laughs> we nice. fight for the heart of Atlantis. <laughs> nice. It's literally brother against brother as the tables are split. <laughs> oh, the tables are split down the middle. Yes. And one more blue and one more gray. <laughs> um, so let's do a real quick overview of what we have so far. Atlantis. We nice. have the ride building. Yes. Oh, do you want us to go into detail about it? It is the... Uh, My overview was the quickest. It, it is the caverns uh, uh, exploring Jake's Dark Ride as we're journeying closer and closer to the city, eventually coming to that great view uh, where we get to board our Kataks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get on the Kataks, we twist through mountains and hills and all that sort of stuff. As we head toward the city, we go through a thrilling ride through the city, we eventually encounter the Leviathan, and then we end in the throne room where everyone tells us what a good job we did. Is Am I missing anything? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, I thought it sounded better when we were talking about it, but... I had a listener request that we go back to doing a little overview at the end. Okay. Yes. I mean, it sounds better when we were talking about it, though. I just want to say. Yeah, but, you know, we got to get this quick. I'm done with this ride, Tim. So then you're in the throne room and we enter a gift shop. Uh, that's really well we enter themed a gift to shop, Atlantis. Uh, where we can experience the pinnacle of capitalism. And yeah, we're all Eric's happy. Best. He requested that we uh, have it, and there's a surcharge to get in to the gift shop. Mm-hmm. But it's also the only Except way out. The only exit, yeah. <laughs> and we're not putting other, like, Finding Nemo or Little Mermaid themed stuff in our gift shop because I want it to be dedicated to one thing yeah. because I hate when they do that. Like, I wish Disney would go back to having themed gift shops that yeah. stay on theme because like, what's it's the like, point it's like you can just buy this random mickey mouse in here and it's like you can buy him at any of the regular disney gift shops yeah so why it's, it's ridiculous i hate it all right well i think we have a ride guys this sounds like a really cool experience tanner are you happy with uh, this ride yes i am very happy with it i love the new uh q line idea that really i think cemented the aesthetic of the ride and <laughs> i think it's fun I, I i i really think atlantis's 12 fans will enjoy it and hopefully other people will yeah. too even <laughs> though they hate the yeah movie. sweet <laughs> yeah yeah this sounds like this would be one of those opportunities that would be this would be an awesome ride regardless of how you feel about the movie for example i am super pumped to go see pandora in disney world but i hated the movie bad movie <laughs> It was a terrible movie, but we don't need to get into that now. We can save that for another time. I think now is the time to move on to the lightning round. Kapow! Hell yeah. All right. So let's spin that wheel. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So today we are doing a log flume, and that log flume will be themed to the Jungle Book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It is me to start off with today. <laughs> Here we go. So our log flume for the Jungle Book is going to be called The Bear Necessities. Uh, as God we are uh, taken along the river I as Baloo sings the iconic song. Um, yeah, eventually, yeah. Uh, Ka, or the constrictor, uh, catches up with us. Uh, and uh, we veer off course and... And take a, a tumble down, and that's our drop into the lower parts of the river, and that's my pitch. So Eric's like, I'm just going to take all of the ideas anyone else could have <laughs> and put them into mine. <laughs> hey, there are perks to going first in the lightning round. All right. That'll be Jake. All right. <laughs> Everybody's so disappointed now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Get more creative. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Eric, I think it's important to remind you that you're speaking from a place of privilege as the person who went first in the lightning round. <laughs> That's so true. You're very privileged. 
<laughs> not only did he go first, but he got to choose who went first. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and he was even like, oh, I don't even want to go first, but I will. That's okay. <laughs> I guess I'll take one for the team. I don't know why we randomized. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I am actually going to go with the live action Jungle Book. I want to have the aesthetics and the cartoons from the cartoon one, but there's a plot point in the live action one at the end of the movie where the elephants cause a flood to put out a, the fire, that the jungle is on fire. And that is what our log flume is going to be. The elephants have pushed the dam to make this big flow of water, and we are riding on the logs from the dam as they go down the dam, and we save the jungle, and we chase Shere Khan away. That is my pitch. Nice. Thank Are you. Are we talking about like the 2014, 13? The John Favreau one. Yeah. Not yeah, the one not, from the not 90s. The, uh, no. No, that not that one. That scared the shit out of me and made me think that quicksand was going to be a thing that I encountered <laughs> often and would definitely drown in. <laughs> no, we're going with the John Favreau one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brett. I still don't have an idea. Um, well, start talking. <laughs> so this is the Jungle Book log flume in which you are experiencing events from the film The Jungle Book on a log. Um, start naming characters, Brock. There is Ka and Shere Khan and Baloo is there too. Mowgli is another one. Um, there's the Panther Bagheera. Um, oh, and you yeah. ride... What about King Louie? Uh, King Louie. You ride King oh, Louie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know how Brock stumbled ass backwards into the best idea for the <laughs> Good job, good job, good job, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, was, that was something else. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tanner, top that. I'll uh, bring top it that, home. Top that, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, following that. So my idea for a log flume is uh, King Louie is throwing a birthday party, right? So we're partying. Mowgli and all of the apes are partying. And things have got a little out of hand because King Louie loves to party. So as they're playing music, singing and shit, uh, some uh, things go wrong. And uh, the monkeys uh, all like are partying and then they accidentally <laughs> fall over a waterfall. <laughs> but they're all fine, so it's cool. But it was a fun adventure. <laughs> Wait, how did they get on the water? Was it like a monkey party barge? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were riding King Louie, obviously. Right. right. <laughs> you oh. take the best of Brock's and the best of Tanner's and you still have something that's so genuinely confusing. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brock, why don't you take us out of here? All righty. Uh, 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 Atlantis? Tanner, uh, watch out for that drilling machine. It's heading straight for our... Instagram. Instagram. Main <laughs> underscore street underscore musings. Thanks, Brock. Why do oh we let God. you do this job? This is the, only the 26th time you've done this. <laughs> I always forget that I have to do it for some reason. <laughs> Jake, you better yeah. strap on to that key tack and head straight toward our Facebook. <laughs> Oh, that's what the crystals are. Oh. Okay, let yeah. me take that one no, again. No. Nope. Nope. Jake. Please. What's our Facebook? Facebook.com <laughs> slash Main Street Musings. <laughs> and Eric, watch out for the wicked Lieutenant Rourke. He's going to steal our Instagram. I mean, our, our Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Not at MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and review us and tell your friends, even though we might not deserve it. 
Please keep in mind that your rating is not based on Brock's outro. <laughs> you know, so let's put that back on I the table. I don't blame you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So when considering the five-star rating, consider the first half an hour, mostly, yeah. Yeah. and not the last 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Thanks. That's all you yeah, do. why can't we focus on the rest of my ride? <laughs> <laughs>